0: This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 75. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max.
1: Well, hello, hello.
0: I'm your host, Kelly Hurst.
1: Uh, uh, and this is Brett Hurst. <laughs>
0: yes, you are. And we're marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Well, thanks for joining us today. And uh, I guess we're going to kind of jump right in. Today's episode is called Top 10 Complaints from Unhappy Husbands.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Should I be here for this?
0: You should definitely be here for this because I want to get your opinion from the male perspective.
1: All right. I'll, well, we, we, I'll do the best I can.
0: <laughs> because we recorded a podcast earlier from the perspective of unhappy wives, and so now turnabout is fair play. It's the men's turn to air their grievances.
1: Okay, these are not my top 10 complaints. No, these
0: are not Brett's top 10. These are just in general. This was this list was, this list was published uh, in an internet article about a year or so ago, and I just thought it was really interesting. So guys, this is your turn to see if any of these complaints ring true for you in marriage. Are we ready to go? Let's fire away. All right. Number one complaint. I wish she would appreciate me a little more.
1: Well, maybe this is my list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You don't want to start a fight right on the air. Uh, Now, I recall this exact phrase showing up on the wives list as well. So... I guess what we can take from this is that we could all use a lesson in showing a little more appreciation to one another.
1: I think everybody wants more appreciation.
0: For sure. And I wonder, you know, I guess it just does beg the question, since this showed up on both lists, why is it so easy to take each other for granted
1: when you're married? I, I think in the case of marriage, it's because you can, you know, there's a certain... Safety and uh, least basic understanding of commitment that creates kind of an insular protection, and uh, the negative consequence of that is that people uh, often focus on other things than than their marriage or their spouse. Yeah, we talk about that a lot.
0: We also, I think, just kind of get in our own heads a lot, and. We've got kind of our own agenda of you know what I need to do today what I need to knock out we and
1: think about ourselves first yeah, before we think about anyone else we
0: definitely do so th- it's just interesting that that cut both ways that showed up on both lists so I think that's just we d- we both as men and women need to learn to show appreciation a lot more
1: totally makes sense to me
0: yes okay well number two on the list is I wish she would plan a date night once in a while well, that'd be fun yeah, and this is something we say to couples. What do you mean this would be fun? <laughs> I plan the dates a lot. When oh, a-, a lot. Never. I- Last night, I had the gift card for where we went to dinner for our date night. And so Uh, I I planned the date night. (laughs) Actually, this is a funny, it's not really a funny joke, but it's something really sweet that Brett does at our house. Like, whether it's Mother's Day or my birthday or even Christmas, like you just flood me with gift cards of our favorite restaurants so we can just have automatic date nights. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That's nice. Well, anyway, this, I, I recall, you know, um this is something that we say to couples all the time when we're talking about planning date nights. It doesn't matter who plans it. The important thing is that it gets scheduled. You know, cuz some women I think have the mindset that it's only romantic if he plans the date mm-hmm. night, you know. Mm-hmm. But we just say don't let that keep you from going out and enjoying each other, you know. And ladies as you can see, it's a common complaint for husbands you know this showed up on the top 10 lists so he's craving that you do you plan it once in a while you know
1: so if you want to plan an astros or texans date night i'm all for it
0: <laughs> so the bottom line is don't wait for your husband to make the move go ahead and you know call the babysitter make the reservations uh or join us at dinner and a marriage if you're in uh, mm, the greater houston area go idea. to dinner a there's a little shameless plug there Okay, so we're moving on to number 3 and this complaint says, "I miss having more lighthearted conversation." Okay. Now, I feel like What does that mean? Well, we, you know, Brett, you and I hear husbands say sometimes that they feel like being married to their wives has become more like living with a coworker or mm. maybe even a drill sergeant mm. we've heard on occasion. Mhm. And as a woman, I think I know what they're talking about. I mean, there's, there have been seasons in my own life where I felt like there was just no time to enjoy life because there's so much to do and I've got so many things on my to-do list and I got to get this stuff done and I needed help, you know? And so All who's right. got time for lighthearted conversations? And, you know, those types of seasons can sap the fun out of any woman in no time. So ladies, I ask you know, ask yourself if this might be true for you. Have you become someone who only talks about mundane things? Or are you someone who only addresses serious issues? You know, do you only communicate about your to-do list and how much you need to get done? Because this complaint from husbands tells me that your husband wants to communicate with you. He just wants to have some fun conversations. That's right. You know, the way things probably were early in the relationship.
1: So once in a while, is having Conversation on Jose Altuve's batting average.
0: We have that conversation a lot. Houston Astros conversations.
1: So maybe more lighthearted conversations like the new Shake Shack or <laughs> yeah. Torchy's Tacos. That well, minute made as our
0: audience probably knows, any food conversations are enjoyable for me. So, all right, all right, we're moving on to number four, and this one didn't surprise me at all. I was waiting for it. We don't have sex anymore at all. Uh,
1: don't look at me. <laughs>
0: This is it. We knew this one would be on the list. I just love how the quote included the words at
1: all at the end of the sentence. That does not apply to our situation. I didn't
0: say you wrote it. This is straight from the interwebs. Um, So, yeah.
1: Not the poster child for all these men.
0: (laughs) But I love how it says, we don't have sex anymore at all. Like Uh they had to tack that one on. Now, this is so common, it almost sounds cliche. But that is no reason to dismiss it. I mean, of course. There, this could be a whole, you know, probably series of podcast episodes, because there's all kinds of reasons why a couple's sex life mm-hmm. might be lacking. Right. But definitely. whatever the problem is, the sad part is that most couples refuse to talk about it in a healthy and productive
1: way. Yeah, we say it all the time. The two top hot buttons in marriage are money and sex. Those are the two least talked about topics as well. There's definitely uh, a connection there.
0: Yeah. And so if your usual way of communicating about this topic is just to lob complaints like grenades, you know, just, you just complain all the time. I watched Saving Private Ryan last night, so grenades are kind of on my mind. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so co- throwing throwing that the complaints intense. around, you know, is not terribly productive. Or if your usual way of communicating about this topic is to just avoid co- talking about it altogether. um, We just say make a point of approaching the topic in a loving and respectful way. Change your approach. You know, at the very least, it might move the two of you forward by shedding some light on this topic. I mean, you might be able to identify the reason behind the lack of Mm -hmm. sexual intimacy. You know, maybe you'll come up with a plan to kind of... Try to improve that area, but you definitely won't come up with it if you don't talk about it.
1: Right, and, and it, if you don't
0: talk about it in a respectful and loving way.
1: True, and if and if this is a topic that's been going on a long time, you you may need to pull someone else into the conversation so that you guys can move forward and get unstuck um, on it.
0: Yeah, a good therapist might be might be helpful in that situation. Or a pastor. Or yeah. So number five, we aren't romantic anymore. Now, I have to say, this is one of two things on this list that really surprised me.
1: Surprised you that men said it?
0: Yes, because I knew that we never have sex complaint would show up.
1: Because you think all men are pigs.
0: No, I don't. It's that we hear this from men a lot. So that didn't surprise me at all. The romance one really did surprise me that that would show up on a guy's list or top 10 list.
1: And I was just kidding. second ago, you don't think that about men.
0: You're just always trying to be funny. (laughs) Always trying to be funny. We're so conditioned to think that women are more interested in romance. But men are too, clearly. I mean, this showed up on this top 10 list. And of course, we've heard men say this too. So ladies, this is a great invitation to ask your man what he thinks of as romance. Maybe he's not just thinking wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Maybe not. Maybe he wants (laughs) a little. Maybe he's thinking
1: wham bam, hello there.
0: (laughs) Maybe he wants a little candlelight and music. You know, like there's no reason to think that your husband, just because he wants sex, that he doesn't want a little romance too.
1: Hey. A little candlelight music.
0: I know. You're very romantic. You you like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Oh, no, thanks. I, so, <laughs> so don't think it don't think that just the woman wants romance. That's the the point I'm trying to make here.
1: I have said that for years.
0: Absolutely. All right. Moving on to number six. This was interesting to me. She tricked me into thinking she's someone else.
1: This is the husband this saying is the about the wife. the husband saying about the wife. She now, tricked me.
0: She tricked me into thinking <laughs> she's someone else. Now, when we teach our premarital class, we often tell our engaged couples to just you know, get everything out on the table, say what is so, don't send in your representative, because that's what a lot of people do when we date, is we send in the best version of ourselves, Mm -hmm, right? right. And so what I assume this complaint is referencing is something that I heard you, Brett, say to me around year eight or 10 in our marriage. You said to me one day, you're not the sweet little girl I married. (laughs) I
1: didn't mean it that way.
0: (laughs) To which I responded, Thank goodness, because I was a naive idiot when we first got married. So, I mean, we have to grow into different people, right?
1: Yeah, you're setting a trap for me. <laughs>
0: I'm not. I'm just saying, uh, from the from a woman's perspective, <laughs> I have been there before, where I've actually heard my husband say, "Wow, like you've changed." You know. So here's here's what I want to say to this. You're better now. Can Listen, I say that? People change, and that's a good thing. All right. So that that being said. A lot of women can fall into this trap where, when they're dating or they're newly married, they they send in that representative. They're very sweet, they're very accommodating, you know. And their and their husband may just think they are just the you know sweetest, kindest thing. Then at some point, they can turn into people who just shout out orders to their husbands and kids. You know, they just they just kind of become this drill sergeant kind of person. Hmm. And Or maybe they were more sexual early in the marriage, and now they seem to never want to have sex, and so the husband feels like he's been tricked, okay. right? Well... I feel like some of this may simply be the result of a woman who's feeling fatigued or overwhelmed with work and motherhood and life. Absolutely. And most women that I know don't want to be that way. They don't want to be difficult people. Right. You know, they've just slipped into a pattern of trying to get everything done. And so some of their sweetness has kind of fallen away.
1: (laughs) And frankly, some of these men aren't stepping up and taking responsibility to do some of these things that may be causing some of those things.
0: Right. And so, guys, I encourage you to step in to help her, if you think that that's what may be going on, you might find out she's still very sweet when she has some help, you know? And so, you know, no woman, I I don't know a woman who tricked, you know, who who purposely behaved one way Mm -hmm. when they dated and then said, oh, well, now I'm going to behave like my real self. I think most of us just fall into a trap of trying to do too much, trying to live up to some... Uh, you know, uh, expectation that we have of what a wife or a mom or a career woman looks like, mm-hmm. and it's it can be a lot of pressure for a lot of women, and we just sort of turn into gripey, complainy people, and we don't want to be that way.
1: I will say, I definitely did not get tricked into this. I knew exactly what I was getting, but what I didn't know was how much better things were going to get every. <laughs>
0: Once we got past year eight or ten. Succeeding
1: year. No, you've been fantastic. Fantastic wife.
0: Okay, so let's move on to number seven. Um, We need to make more decisions together. This was a a top ten complaint Hmm. of men.
1: That makes sense.
0: Now, I feel like this one could actually go either way, because this could be a man who feels like his wife makes all the decisions, and he just wants to be a part of the process. Or this could be the other way around where it's a man who feels like he makes all the decisions hmm. and he longs for his wife to be more involved.
1: Yeah, good point. Right. So either that can really
0: kind of go either way. So either way, I feel like a healthy relationship has equality at its core. We talk about this a lot. E-
1: equality and contribution.
0: Absolutely. So the ideal here is that both of you make joint decisions whenever possible. Right. You know, share the love. There's there's no reason that one person needs to be calling the shots all the time.
1: Well, and particularly in marriage making decisions together is, uh, it's more exciting.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. that even shows up in the marriage research in the, uh, John Gottman research mm-hmm. and all of that kind of data mm-hmm. always brings up the making joint decisions. Builds
1: more connection, builds yeah, more definitely. intimacy. Yeah. It all flows into all the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So number eight, I don't feel like I'm her equal. Hmm. This is the second that's me.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) seriously.
0: This is the second complaint on this list that totally surprised me. I did I just didn't think this was a thing that men thought at Mm. all. And I'm curious about maybe you can help Rep from the male perspective. I'm curious about what this might mean. Does he not feel equal to her, say, as a parent? Or does he not feel as successful in his career as her? Or does he simply feel like she runs the show and he's kind of the second fiddle? I'm, I'm wondering what you would. You talk to more men than I do, so well, yeah. is this something that comes up?
1: It comes up all the time. I talk to men that any or all of these categories apply. You know, if you've married a very competent woman like I did, I mean, you're extremely competent. I always say you're well, the talk slow. <laughs> you're always. You're the brains of this whole operation, but you know it's it's not an issue for none of this stuffs or none of this particular um, section is an issue for us. But yeah, sometimes a woman might be more successful in her career, or she's the one that the kids come to because the man uh, doesn't have that connection. Maybe he abdicated that uh, Mm -hmm. role early in the in the marriage or the raising of the family. You know, it's just something that needs to be talked about. Different. Couples have different temperaments. Sometimes the husband's more introverted or or has never been conditioned to be in the game. And this mm-hmm. is the time for him to step up with more uh, intentionality and courage and understanding with his wife to, to be more of a uh, co-partner and leader mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah. It's just going to create more intimacy and connection.
0: Right. I just, I, I was really, I, I, I felt like that kind of complaint would have maybe been an outlier you know, kind of a thing. I, I had no idea that was more common than it is. Yeah. Than I, I don't
1: thought. hear a lot of men using those exact words, right. but I see this situation all the time. Okay. Where men feel inferior or that they don't measure up or that they've disappointed their wives or something. And so they start to retreat into uh, a secondary role and nobody needs to be in a secondary role. hmm You know,
0: yeah, okay, good, that's helpful. Okay, moving on to number nine. Uh, this one says, I often feel alone in the relationship, and you know, here's what I say to this. Um, and we have conversations with a lot of single people too, and we have to kind of talk about, hey, sometimes when you're married, you can feel lonely when you're married. You know, it's just the human condition is sometimes we're just going to feel alone, but in this complaint, I feel like this could be something more. Maybe this is um, something that really does need to be communicated in the marriage, you know, because you might not be the only one feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. She might be feeling lonely too.
1: Right. And And, this is something we say a lot to our single friends who, uh, that want to be married, let's say, and and they talk about loneliness and so forth. But you and I talk to married spouses all the time who are extremely lonely, mm -hmm. either from what's actually happening in the marriage, or a perception of what's happening in the marriage, or they just have some issues that they have to work out from their past or whatever. Uh, there's all kinds of ways that you can be uh, feeling extreme sense of loneliness in in a married relationship.
0: Yeah. So if this is more than just moments of feeling lonely, you know, if this feels in a general way, you don't feel like you're. Um, you know, connected to your partner, um, then we feel like, you know, maybe your relationship's moving in a trajectory that's not terribly healthy. So we encourage men or women to learn to put words around this so you can move toward each other and really communicate that with one another. Because over time, this could be something that's maybe irreparable. But if if you talk about it early enough, I think you can take steps to change things.
1: Most of the time when your relationship is moving in a trajectory that's unhealthy, you can make an adjustment that will um, begin the process of turning things around sometimes quickly, sometimes over a long period, but you can almost always make an an adjustment. That's going to correct a situation.
0: Yeah, we think so too. Okay. So number 10, this is the last one. Uh, Some men feel like I feel like the work life balance is way off. Now, again, this could be interpreted a couple of different ways. Does he feel like his balance is off? Does he feel like her balance is off? I
1: think it means means their mutual balance. That's what I was kind
0: of wondering, because I think an important key here is how you approach the subject. So, for example, guys, if you feel like your wife tends to overcommit herself to too many things and all you do is just complain about it, well, She's just going to get frustrated with you because that's not helpful to mm-hmm. her at all. Right. But if you approach her in a way that she feels like you care about her well-being, then she might be open to cutting some things out of her schedule. Maybe mm-hmm. kind of looking at taking some time for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if that if you feel that the two of you are out of balance, then there's there's only one way to tackle it, and that's to, together.
1: And that's so many of these topics that we've talked about today. It's all about communication. Communicate. It always comes back to mm-hmm. how frequently are you communicating how effectively are you communicating how um, confident are you in communicating Mm -hmm. you know this is something you don't want to resist uh, because healthy communication is it's that way of uh, reaching across to each other and connecting and Mm -hmm. and it's always about connecting connecting is always what uh, keeps the commitment strong you uh, it's back to one of the earlier things we were talking about how how do you neglect each other in marriage? You know you've got that commitment, that underlying commitment that's keeping you together, but you've the communication is. Like the grease that keeps things Mm -hmm. well oiled, you know, Mm -hmm. throughout all the other components of marriage.
0: Yeah. No, I'm thinking about how many women I talk to on the phone because sometimes we'll do kind of phone coaching, you know, situations and she'll be complaining about something or she'll have an issue. And I'll say to her, you know, well, what was his response when you've brought this up in the past? And it's either, oh, we can't talk about that because, Mm -hmm. you know, we end up fighting. Mm -hmm. Or I've heard so many people say, you know, oh, well, I. I could never really bring this up to him because he won't understand or he won't hear me or whatever. Reluctant
1: to get into a hard conversation, yeah. But the hard conversations lead to better conversations. They
0: absolutely do. And so, even if you don't, we're actually going to do a podcast coming up on hard conversations, which I think will be helpful to a lot of people. But just because you've had, you know, what feels like unsuccessful conversations in the past, you know doesn't mean you don't still keep having them because at some point you actually start to get pretty good at them if you practice some different tools. So definitely. Yeah. So communication is so key. Well, I hope this conversation has been helpful to our listeners and we may not have resolved anything here, but if it gets the two of you talking to each other and you know approaching more difficult conversations or conversations that move you forward we feel like that's always a step in the right direction
1: and it's been a total pleasure doing this with you a
0: total Kelly. pleasure <laughs> well if you'd like to contact us you can find us at marriagetothemax.org or you can check out our website at homeencouragement.org also we hope you'll follow us on facebook and twitter and if you have a topic or question you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, please send us an email to thehursts at homeencouragement.org, and we will do our best to get it on the air. So we also hope you'll share the love by rating this podcast on iTunes, because this really helps us to have more visibility. Well, thanks again for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.